Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Now, Sabrina Scott is not your normal witch. She's a Ph.D. candidate in science and technology at York University in Toronto, a master's degree in environmental studies, has been reading tarot, practicing witchcraft for 18-plus years, an illustrator, graphic novelist, academic and professional witch, teaching workshops and reading tarot as well. Sabrina, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to this. What an interesting life you have. I do my best. <laughs> how, how did you become a witch or to become interested in witchcraft with your background in science and technology? Oh, man, it's quite a complicated, long, convoluted story. But the yeah, you're story on for two hours. you got a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, so I grew up in something called modern American spiritualism. I'm not too sure if you know too much about what that is. Mm, but, uh, a little bit. <laughs> so basically, it's talking to dead people. It's kind of the short version. So I went to my first seance when I was eight years old, and so I saw some stuff in that type of environment that really changed my perception of reality from a really, really young age. Like, I think a lot of people spend you know, their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, kind of trying to get in touch with their spirituality and yeah. see what else is out there. But I was really, really lucky in that I got to have a lot of those experiences when I was really young. A lot of people, uh, wrongly so, think that witches and witchcraft are evil people turning kids into gingerbread and stuff like that. That's not the <laughs> case. Uh, and I'm sure that's not with you either. No, definitely not. <laughs> Though so, uh, creating gingerbread from nothing sounds like a great skill. What do your What do your colleagues and peers say? Because I mean, you're working on a PhD. You've got a degree in environmental studies, and then all of a sudden you're into tarot cards and astrology, and <laughs> witchcraft. I mean, do do they know about that part of your life? Uh, yeah, actually, I've been pretty straightforward about everything um, since I started my master's and then through my PhD, and so everyone just kind of seems to know that this is the weird mix that is everything that I am. And I'm really lucky that a lot of my colleagues seem to be uh, really supportive and uh, they totally get that witchcraft and magic and spirituality is kind of a technology in and of itself. Mm -hmm. How do you divide your time percentage-wise between the witchcraft and, you know, the the real work, uh, you know, to make a living? Uh, you know what? Like, a lot of my income actually does come from reading tarot cards. Really? Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> well, you know, we've got a dear friend of ours. His name's Art Rosengarden. I don't know if you know Art or not, Sabrina, but he's uh, he's know. an expert in tarot readings and tarot cards. And that in books, it, that's his profession. Yeah. Uh, and, and, he, and he keeps pretty busy doing that. That's fantastic. Yeah, and me too, actually, believe it or not. Like, I feel like there are... A lot of people who are looking for that exact thing that something like tarot or that kind of spiritual consultation service can provide that more traditional forms of, let's say, just like psychotherapy or something like that can't quite provide. And so we're seeing this increase in, in interest, and that's been working out pretty good for me, I have to say. Your book, Witch Body, is uh, about magic and witchcraft, of course. Did you do the illustrations? Yeah, I did. I bet you did. Everything. Nice, nice job. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, I drew it. I wrote it. I did the layout. I did pretty much everything with that crazy book. <laughs> first book? Uh, yeah, yeah. First full-length book, though. I've been making illustrations and writing for as long as I can remember. It's very different because instead of a typed-up book, it's like you printed it out, right? Yeah, so everything is handwritten, and that includes uh, crossing out any spelling mistakes. <laughs> so I try to keep it pretty pretty real. And you live in Toronto? I do, yeah. Yeah, we've been to Toronto a couple times for some live shows. Gorgeous city. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic a great and a really, really magical place, too. Are you part of a coven? I'm actually not, <laughs> which I realize might be surprising maybe to some listeners, but uh, I tend to practice on my own for the most part in terms of uh, fleshy humans, but spirits and that type of thing is a really big part of my practice, so I can't say that I always completely practice alone. Do you do spells? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Curses? Curses. Um, you know what? I can count the amount of those I've done on one hand in about 18 years. Yeah, I mean, so you, you is... don't sound like somebody who would be upset with somebody. It, it would, <laughs> you know, it throw a curse at yeah. them. I don't, I don't feel that coming from you. <laughs> Not over nothing. Like, I think one of the really interesting things about something like witchcraft is that uh, you get um, the ability to regain some kind of sense of agency and power that, you know, other more traditional methods might not afford you. So, you know, when the court system fails you, a lot of people might resort to, let's say, something like magic. And when it comes to curses, I do think there is, um, you know, a fine line between just cursing someone because they get, you're a bit mad at them. Like, I would never do that. But, you know, if someone you know, is really cross a lot of boundaries or to stalk you or, you know, really threatening your family. I'm definitely not above defending myself. Right. For sure. you, you, well, you have to. Would you yeah, have to? Exactly. Would Yeah, exactly. Would you feel guess, bad, though, Sabrina, if you put a curse on somebody and, somebody, and, and the person died or something like that? <laughs> uh, I would try to, um, you know, include a no-death clause. <laughs> yeah, please, right? And, now, what kind of spells do you cast on people? Um, oh, man, I think it, it really varies. Uh, a lot of my spell work tends to be around kind of positive healing stuff for myself. Like, I've been through some hard times. I'm still working through a lot of that with magic. And then, you know, the more mundane stuff, too. Like, okay, I want a client boost this month. What type of work connections can I make? You know, practical stuff like that. So to me, magic is, you know, it can be kind of heady and esoteric and very much about connecting with spirits, but it's also really simply about getting stuff done, like attracting new clients and improving your dating life, whatever kind of practical stuff you got going on in your life, too. When, when somebody practices uh, spells, is it a little like a Christian would pray to an angel or a god? That's a great question. Uh, I would say it's, for me, it's definitely quite similar. You just got a little bit more tools going on. Uh, but the, the connection with prayer is in the awareness of our intention and then the petition to otherworldly spiritual collaborators to kind of help that become a reality, whether that's spirits or the energy of plants or crystals or if it's, you know, a Christian God. Either way, you're 
asking for help from something somewhere. We're with Sabrina Scott. We're talking about astrology, witchcraft, the tarot cards. We'll take calls next hour with her. What do you think Hollywood has done to people's perceptions of witches? I mean, I always think of the Wizard of Oz and the witch with the tall hat or a ward on her nose or something like that. Has Hollywood kind of tainted people's thoughts about witches? I would say definitely. Yeah, it's there's kind of this polarity where you get the witch is either super like ugly and old and all of this, or she's so sexualized to the point that she doesn't even have a personality or an identity anymore. So you kind of get two different sides of that coin, I think, and neither are that helpful. And then I'm looking at your book and I'm going, this doesn't look like a Hollywood witch at all. (laughs) Good, good. That's exactly what I was hoping to communicate with it. I really wanted to bring magic a little bit down to earth and just show that it's kind of boring sometimes, you know? It, It can be just mundane. It doesn't have to be, you know, big flowing cloaks and pointy hats. Do people come to you for advice or spells or what what do what do clients do when they come to you what do they want to know oh man i really vary so a lot of my clientele just wants like it's a simple tarot reading where they're over the course of an hour two hours three hours if they really have a lot of stuff to talk about sometimes they just want life guidance coming up to a big decision have a lot of conflict in their life sometimes they really want to hear messages from their deceased loved ones, and sometimes I can help bring that through. And then other times, it's people who are having a hard time connecting to their magic for whatever reason. Either they're too open and they're getting too much information, they're too sensitive, they're overwhelmed all the time, either that or they're having a really hard time connecting and they can't feel anything. So a big part of what I do is try to teach them boundaries either way and try to teach them how to either open up or close themselves down so that their magic can be a little bit more effective. And you would say, what would your specialty be yourself? (laughs) I think for me, uh, I'm a really, really good card reader, which that's like my main thing. But in terms of teaching magical skills, I'm pretty good with teaching basic energy work stuff. Like that's the bare bones technique type of work. And if you can't do that stuff, then you really are not going to have a very successful magic. But one of the things that my clients do tell me when I teach them these practical skills is that they appreciate that I actually tell them why, like the why behind all the techniques. Like a lot of the witchy 101 books just kind of say, do this, do that, follow these instructions, walk around a circle three times and, you know, throw the thing mm-hmm. over your shoulder and don't look back. But none of it actually says, okay, why? And so that's really something that I try to teach to anyone who wants to learn from me is some of that reasoning behind it. When you do the tarot cards, do you select the card for the individual or do they have to be there to pull the card? Um, I do a lot of Skype and FaceTime sessions. So I've had clients literally all over the world, uh, India, Australia, New Zealand, UK, all over. So I do remote sessions for sure, but I also do in-person sessions. When we so. when we take calls next hour, can you do tarot readings for callers? And if you do, how would you want that to work? Oh man, yeah, we could we could do that. <laughs> so you know, somebody would call, maybe ask you a question or something, and then you would mm-hmm. pull a card or something. 
How do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah we could definitely do that. Okay. Uh, it would have to be a really small amount of cards, unfortunately, as my okay. readings usually are quite long-winded. Get them ready. <laughs> You'll have a but, commercial yeah, definitely. break. We could totally do that. Now, since you've been doing witchcraft, you, you, you've also dealt with spirit worlds, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, are they communicating with you, or are you just finding them? I mean, like, you know, somebody's mother died. Is the mother trying to get a hold of you to get to their, you know, daughter or son, or mm. or are you finding them? That's a really good question. Um, to be honest, I try to keep pretty good energetic boundaries around myself, <laughs> so I don't tend to go looking in other people's business unless they pay me to. <laughs> right. I just, I've got, like, other stuff to do, you know? How to cook dinner, go get groceries, all that. You're working on a PhD uh, for crying out loud. Exactly, about. yeah. But uh, <laughs> I find that some people, dead people, are more chatty than others, and so it's usually the spirits that will come out and be super, super chatty during a reading. And sometimes they don't come out at all, and so it, that's just their own spirit's issues. Some of them just don't really feel like being that talkative, and I try to respect that, too. Have you ever been at a point where you just wanted to be left alone, but these spirits just won't leave you alone? (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely a bigger problem when I was much younger and a little bit less skilled at my energetic boundaries, and so that's not so much a problem for me anymore. But when I was learning, uh, that definitely was something that I had to figure out how to how to handle and get those spirits out of my vicinity. What would you say, Sabrina, for what you've been doing is the most satisfying aspect of your work? Oh, man. Um, It is always really nice to have a good card reading with someone to create the space where they can just kind of open up and have whatever type of moment it is that they need to have. But I also, it's been really crazy releasing the book because I pretty much made it for myself. And if anyone else liked it, it was kind of a nice bonus. But it's really traveled far. And the reactions I've gotten from people have just completely blown me away. And, like, there's something really life-affirming and humbling about that that really, really touches me. It makes me excited to continue what I'm doing. Was this published by the Samuel Weiser books? Yeah, yeah. They're so good people. The first, yeah, they're great. The first edition I actually self-published and I uh, really hustled it super, super hard. And then they approached me to acquire it. And so I've been reading their books since I was 10. So I was super, super honored and happy to have them take it on. How long did it take you to do all these illustrations? Because they're almost oh on every God. page. They are on every page. <laughs> Yeah, a long time. Uh, I think I was working on them for about, oh my God, four or five months, but working 12 to 16 hour days, pretty much seven day weeks. Like I am really intense when I have a project on, and so I really try to immerse myself in what I'm doing. And so that was my full on life for that time. You've got some wolves eating a rabbit in here. Gotta keep it real, right? At life isn't just all rainbows. No, it's it's not. <laughs> it's not. I, and I would guess. I mean, even for you, as a practicing witch, and you're more you're more upbeat than most. Do you have some bad days? Oh my God! Of course. Yeah, definitely. It would be weird if I didn't. I think. How do you, and how do you 
get through that? Mm. Oh, man, asking the tough questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I will pull some cards for myself, do some journaling about that. I do always have a tarot card of the month for myself, literally every month out of the year. Uh, at the beginning of each year, I always pull a card for a few different big areas of my life as well as the year overall. And so whatever struggles I'm going through, I always try to ground myself in whatever the lessons those cards show me that I have to kind of handle and just kind of come back to that as an anchor and tell myself that it's, you know, it's all related. Like it's just a small thing. It'll pass. Even if it's crazy, I really do believe that some of the most amazing in alignment moments can happen after big periods of loss and struggle. And often we just kind of need a refresh and a few deaths to happen, whether that's literally or figuratively in order to move on to the life that serves us a little bit better. So I try to remind myself of that. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.